0: epic sweet that's very cool but yeah um no we do not have v energy drinks here in the uk we have Lucasade, um and there's a bit of a debate on that because you either get Lucasade sport original or orange now if you're a real (laughs) chad you go for the the (laughs) orange of course and then otherwise you go for the sport and no one drinks the actual original Lucasade unless you're a psychopath it's um we
1: only really have uh, we have the original and we have orange but n- no one drinks them and it's <gasps> funny because they're not really don't seen, have Aid sport no we don't have at sport and, and they're not seen oh. as like an energy drink they're just seen as like a pick me up maybe when you're feeling down or feeling a little, little sick which is weird it's like your go-to For drink me, if you're feeling sick or have a cold
0: it's the hangover cure yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah. It's the one drink you have. To, I, if I know I'm gonna go out drinking, I always buy one and put it in the fridge. Yeah, so I know that when I wake up, it's the first thing I'll have is a <laughs> pint of water in a Lucasade, and it just sorts me out. I'm ready to go. Don't need coffee or anything. I'm ready. Um, but then you have um, Lucasade Sport was funny because part of UK like school culture was that people tended it has like a cap where instead of it being fully open, it's got like a bit of plastic with a little hole in. So if it accidentally goes upside down, because it's, it's it's targeted for people who work out. Yeah. So if mm. you're in a gym and you accidentally like turn upside down or whatever, or something like that, it doesn't come out. So you have to like squeeze it to, and it's quite a fl- like flimsy bottle. So you, you just squeeze it, but it makes this kind of like poof <laughs> and like a fine like bit of juice just mist. disperses out of it. <laughs> no, yeah, literally like lucasade mist. And it used to be a thing at school where you'd go up to someone with one and you'd squeeze it just by their face or something from behind and it would just be like, pssst. And <laughs> that great. was like a culture thing. People bought it more for that than they did for the actual drink. But it just oh so turned goodness. out that it's also nice to have. But it was like the, it was like the perfect weapon. They couldn't ban it. Little, um,
2: little Adams running around school just spraying people day in, day out.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was more of the person you got. Oh, got. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I feel for you.
0: Alex isn't here to talk about it which is a shame because he invented it but we used to have this <laughs> torment with each other because we were quite a small group as you you know we've mentioned on the podcast before yeah me and Alex were part of a group of six and we stayed we became friends in the first year and then all the way through school all the way through college and all the way through uni we've just been like that just the closest awesome. of friends Um, we only realize now how rare that is but um, we all love each other so much and talk every day and 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 one of the things that we used to do was we had this really cultish thing where there was a thing called um you know those soap dispensers that like put foam yeah it's like a foam right so we had all those in our school and we created this thing where we had to be sharper on each other because Alex came up with this idea where you would put the foam on your hand Uh, say if we Someone needs to go to the bathroom, for example. I don't, it, it seems weird explaining it, but <laughs> our school was really open planned. So, if someone wanted to go to the bathroom, we just all follow and then they go to the bathroom and you know, you just hang out as you do yeah. in school.
1: Yeah, we did the same.
0: And usually, what people would do is like Alex used to go in, put as much frame as he could on his pocket, and even sometimes he got really good at it because sometimes you just put it behind your back and then people would notice. But he was a clever fucker, he used to hide it in his pockets, so he didn't care that it got like <laughs> soggy in the pockets, he would hide it. And then when you're not looking, you come up behind each other and slap yourself in the face with a and it would go like like That's a, genius. Uh, all over you, and we would call it g- getting soaped. So that was like a joke. <laughs> getting soaped. So it was Lucas a bottles and getting soaped, <laughs> and that was like a something we trademarked as a group. It was called getting soaped. <laughs> That's so um, good. It's it was hilarious, but also incredibly childish. Why did? And we, I'm sure. we ever think of more that? readily available, we'd still do it. Yeah, I, I don't I'm, know, I, I swear to god we've coined it when we have to do our biopic in the future it, it's going to be like yeah. That's going to be that one like joke staple. that
2: comes back at the end and really brings you mm. together It's going to be an emotional
0: scene at the end yeah. where we're all adults with our own kids so then someone comes up behind them and gets soaked yeah. It's going to be great, can't wait for that movie That's On awesome. your deathbed <laughs>
3: <Sobs> <laughs>
2: yes.
0: in the face. In the, We make a joke that we're, gonna, we're still going to be so close obviously we're, we're friends for life so we're gonna have to all come together at the end of our lives and be in the yeah. same care home yeah and we're just gonna wheel up behind each other so
2: <laughs> it's like a
0: tag movie
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. not tag yeah literally soap. we soap.
0: thought of it first you got soaped. um how are you
1: guys doing how's how's it over in New Zealand do you still lock down well it's funny because we were we we're in lockdown we had we had you two on our podcast podzilla and we were in we lockdown. Did, we did. That was super fun. And then we went out of lockdown. Everything kind of returned better. to normality. But we've, we've sure. just gone back into lockdown. So, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's it, COVID doesn't
0: really exist anymore over here. So it's more like a, it's weird to know that other people are locked down. Well, we yeah, used to be like that. New Zealand was like the, the star it's, child. It's the old UNO card, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Cause we Maybe went so we long without any cases. And then, and then it's all of like, sudden
0: it's just out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, as soon as a few come up, I guess we're very New Zealand just puts puts the hammer down. Locks us locks us there in. You are. Yeah, you guys do it right though. Yeah. So it should weird.
0: be done. Anyway well on that depressing note.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: solo today so yeah. welcome everyone back to to the final draft uh the home of the best almost film podcast in the world obviously we're joined from our wonderful friends introduce yourselves come on you gotta do your you got to do your
1: introduction oh here we go um uh uh, uh i uh, <laughs> <laughs> your turn <laughs> hey guys i'm Jason drake i thought you were Micah. yes no and i'm jester drake oh no oh no don't confuse the viewers reset reset okay (laughs) hey everyone i'm Jasha Jasha drake and here's my brother micah and we're we're from new zealand yeah we are
2: both co-hosts of the podzilla podcast where we go through every quote unquote canon godzilla movie and every movie that is canon to the godzilla franchise which includes (laughs) so so many b movie
1: b (laughs) monster movies very loose cannon, you know. we <laughs> very so yeah. use that word lightly. But yeah, it's been it's been great. It was awesome to have the final draft on it episode with us recently. And I don't know, you, you guys are just awesome awesome friends of ours and it's Yeah. It's real cool to be on.
0: We we've got a hell of a community here that's growing. Yeah. And thanks to you guys' support, you know, we're having lots of people who've, who've come on over from your podcasts and really enjoying it here and vice versa as well yeah okay the podzilla is fantastic it's it's a great time and it introduced us to a, a canon that we had absolutely no idea about <laughs> which is incredibly like rich and full of life and fun um because when we went on me and alex have very very little knowledge of of godzilla and, and the various other bits that come with that just whole crew of uh <laughs> Of crazy kaijus and it's uh and, yeah. yeah crazy kaijus <laughs> and weird stories and yep. crazy themes um but yeah go check them out it's great to have you guys back welcome it's good to be with um, us you'll uh you'll have noticed that we are we are missing a very very key part of uh the final draft which is which is papa alex he's not papa here today alex yeah um he is uh He's not feeling very well. He's, um, I oh, so that made it sound like he's dying. Yeah. He's not dying. <laughs> he's, he's, um, <laughs> no, he's feeling, he's feeling a bit under the weather and he's got a bad cough. So it, it's not COVID. Don't worry, chaps. I know you're, you you've got your tissues <laughs> out. You're close to tears, but it'll be all right. I'm flying solo today. Hosting um, solo.
1: Is this the first time, first time Adams? It is first time, man.
0: Oh. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I hate it. It's, um, thank god you guys are here because otherwise it would be a very very depressing episode um but of course it's spooky season yeah um alex is here in spirit um and we're uh, we're reviewing two of, i would say very good interesting at least to talk about yeah. horror movies that are totally are very appropriate for good old spooky season
1: very good time for um, it as well because i think it's like not the witching hour but devil's hour for us like 3 a.m or 4 a.m i think i found out so <laughs> yes, it's, like it's late for us yeah early. yeah it's, it's, yeah can you guys just let me know if you if you see any like ghosts or anything pop up behind me just uh, <laughs> give me a will try my, i'll certainly try
0: my best that's right um but yeah we're, we're doing um the blair witch project um yeah. and a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, not the uh the crappy Michael Bay reboot as I found <laughs> out right. exists. Yeah. Um which I was confused about because I'm certain I was researching it and I was like, I know I'm certain that the guys want the original. But when you type <laughs> it in Google, the remake comes up first. That's annoying. And yeah. it has like the same repetition of some of the shots, like the famous Bath shot. Yeah. And I was watching it, I was going, This isn't right. Did like, you did you actually watch this, it? Did you start well, watching it? I, I watched scenes for it. And I was like, it was like the bath scene where, and I was like, I, I've seen, I've studied, like, th- this isn't it. Like,
1: <laughs> why is
0: this the only one I can find? This is bullshit. <laughs> Um, and it didn't take me long to dig a little deeper and find the, the one we're they're talking about but um, imagine that yeah.
1: we've, we've watched the old school ones you've watched like, the, watched like both the I've remakes the or something <laughs> that was my fear <laughs> yeah. before coming
2: on this that we'd be talking about two different movies yeah completely <laughs> not find out till the end of the episode <sighs> I think one day that's obviously going to happen we're, yeah. we're always just
0: such tired be beans good. over at the final mm. draft it's bound to happen at some point but yeah chaps which one would you which one do you fancy taking the helm on first
1: um you are the guests i don't know either of them i mean they're both they're both ones that we've well personal ones that i really love um i know micah mm. you you and me I, watched I witch Blair witch World, before. Eh? yeah yeah
0: yeah me too i i've i've seen bits of Blair witch and um it's quite an interesting one to to kind of watch on telly, because you never really know where it sits, does it? Yeah. Um, If you just tune into it, you're like, I don't know what part of the movie I'm on
1: here. It's <laughs> pretty much like <laughs> the it's whole, just really in the woods, right? It's.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess we could, uh, we could start off with The Blair Witch. Yeah, let's do it. Um, it's certainly one that um, I would say is creepier. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, I'll do a little, Alex usually does this, so bear with me, chaps. You know what, I'm like explaining films, but... <laughs> um we believe Blair Witch Project um it's released in 1999 which is the year I was born um me too which is quite yeah it's quite a scary one this was. I I I had it in my head that it was a lot more modern
2: than this same Um, I thought it was early 2000s but
0: yeah absolutely I know um recently one of my favorite oh no Alex is gonna laugh listening to this um (laughs) because whenever i bring it up i talked for hours about it so i'll I'll be very brief Uh, my favorite place in the universe no (laughs) you'd be surprised that it's not um my favorite like place in the world is is uh thought park which is like a a a theme park here in the uk i I love it and have done since i was a kid but i think not so long ago they released a an attraction that was a blair witch like ride oh wow um i don't think it's there anymore (laughs) Do you I know could what the be ride mistaken?
2: Was? did you go to it it was either
0: no uh i i think i was way too young when it came out but it, that's what got muddled in my head was that because it came out when i was in i think i don't know how old i it was it was all a bit of a blur um all of it, a bit of a blur Bad <laughs> <laughs> <Good laughs> <player. That> jokes <laughs> um but yeah i i don't think it was it really shocked me to find out it was it was shot in 1999 yeah um and quite a lot of hearing about how this film was shot you know, shocked me quite a bit it's crazy right um, It's oh it is mental I can't wait to delve into it yeah, but, me like, too. the trivia on this film is absolutely nuts it's insane
3: this is my home which I am leaving the comforts of for the weekend to explore the Blair Witch I can see you I'm really excited about this thank you for I'm the opportunity I'm
1: very glad this area's been haunted by that old woman oh, yeah. I don't know why you have
2: to have every conversation on video. Because we're minutes. making
3: a documentary.
2: Not about us getting lost, we're making a documentary about a witch.
3: We're lost, admit that first. No, I know we're not lost. all over the place. so how do we know it was people? Well, even if it wasn't, I'm not going to play with that either. And it's all because of me that we're here now. <laughs> Hungry and cold. I I just want to apologize to Mike's mom, and Josh's mom, and my mom. Tell me where you are, Josh!
0: What is that? But um, it basically—if you guys haven't heard of the Blair Witch Project, you you might have seen some of like the it's the imagery is quite strong. You have like the famous shot of um, we you, you see the girl in the hat with the eyes, um, yeah. which is looking directly into the camera, it's not
1: coming out of her nose. <laughs> yeah. So it, it kind of
0: birthed like the the home footage kind of era of cinema. Yeah. Um, and it's about film students who kind of um vanish um after they travel into the into the woods where there's like a um a kind of old fable about the Blair witch and uh they travel to this town and um the film acts as if they've edited together this found footage of like a documentary mm. that these students were making and um yeah they were just headed off to see camp in the woods and and try and find the spookies <laughs> um and yeah it was it, it was in. It, it was incredibly profitable. I have a bit of trivia for you all here, oh, just awesome. kind of explain the 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 extent to to how crazy this is. But um, it costs sixty thousand dollars to make, uh, which is about <laughs> forty thousand pounds. Um, I'm not quite sure how much it equates for you guys. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, not much comparatively. Not much. Yeah. And. It bought back $248 million wow. in the box office. That's
1: insane, right? That's
0: Which makes it one of the most profitable films uh, ever because That's of the crazy. extent in which the, the difference between how much it obviously costs to make and its return. Hmm. Um, and it took eight days to shoot. It was all shot like uh, by the actors and, and, and such. Mm-hmm. And um, it took eight months to edit. Wow, um, which kind of links back to the interview we did with Mark Jenkin where he spoke about like the importance of, of editing and yeah, and how the story is kind of made there um, but before we jump into all of that I, I'm much more interested in what you guys thought of the actual the piece as a whole um, kind of coming out of it and if not watching it for the first time or revisiting it and, and, and where your thoughts kind of stood on that
1: yeah well i mean it is it is weird because i i know how big of a movie it was especially when it released like you're completely right Mm. like how much money it made the fact that it kind of maybe made the popularity of the found footage genre just it made it super popular it just boosted up all these (laughs) type of films that were made and just the fact that because it's they released like the filmmakers released documentaries beforehand about the Blair Witch, right? To try and make everyone believe that it's real and they put up posters around the place and Yeah.
0: It's it's crazy. It's, it's just, just the insane. trivia on it is so bizarre. They the directors made up the whole fable yeah. and then made them believe it, the actors, and then there are scenes in which they interview people in the town mm. but unknowingly to the actors themselves. They were actors, so they went around thinking that they were going to this town, and actually, you know, they they knew that the film itself was fake. Yeah, uh, but thought the legend th- was They real, tried to that? basically trick them into yeah. thinking that the mythology was real, um, so that there was an essence of creepiness of them doing it, and it, it, there's just mad stories about how like they, they fed them like less and less to kind of keep like the kind of rapport straight on set.
1: Yeah. Um, and a lot of the scares right um, Like, there's a, there's a scene when like the tent gets shaken and they get chased out yeah. like they, I, I've heard they didn't even know about that it, it was no. just completely and some surprise. of the
0: actors recorded screams and that prior uh, to filming yeah. that the other actors didn't know and they'd play it in speakers and stuff uh, to kind of like misdirect where it's so cool, yeah. if someone ran off one way and you'd hear it on the other angle and it's just really confusing um, the actual actors filmed it themselves and from what I've read it seems that directors were only spoke to them on walkie talkies and had to direct them if they got lost and they actually got lost in certain places. So although they were acting it, there was a whole, I can imagine being on set, like in this fucking forest in the middle of the night, just it being the worst environment to try and maintain that balance between overacting and this actually creeps me out. And it does come across. I feel I was worried that it would come across very like disingenuous and uh, kind of really kind of over acted as I think a lot of films kind of really um suffer nowadays especially when you think of like the I guess like the newfound footage crazes the oh, webcam there's some real bad thing. ones
1: as well it's
0: yeah like everything's through zoom or skype yeah. those kind of horror movies <laughs> um and they're so over dramatized yeah know? I think it, it it takes away from what made this film really good was the candid nature of it and and you it genuinely tricks you for a while because of these methods of production into this sense of it being found footage like the lack of score for example yeah right it's something I picked up on like there are just scenes where it's the silence is deafening yeah and that's what I found really creepy was that you you wouldn't really know what's going on because they're holding the camera they're running with it you
2: haven't got a clue as an audience member what's going on (laughs) yeah you can hardly see it half the time
1: yeah exactly exactly. (laughs) it
2: happens in like complete darkness i mean you said it takes what like eight months for the editors to put all together Mm -hmm. when you take three people who are not even acting but just doing whatever comes to their mind following the loosest script anybody could ever have you're going to have so much things to work with and the result is it's going to be something unlike anything that's ever really happened before especially in those cases where what uh the actors don't know if they can trust each other they have no idea what's happening they're being starved in the middle of the wilderness they're lost they don't know if people are watching them or looking out for them you're going to come out with some insane media
1: it's just unbelievable yeah definitely.
2: it's helped by the fact that because when this uh movie was marketed a lot of people were led to believe that this was an actual actual found footage that was found <laughs> yeah. people went missing yeah 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 it's, They it's sent crazy. letters to one of the mothers um <laughs> yeah. like uh, like
0: actual letters saying i'm really sorry for your loss and all this kind of oh, wow. stuff the it's
2: families insane. of the actors kind of it, it's mental it's, it's absolutely of. mental like, there's a profound yeah. kind of impact that this movie left on so many people because of how real the whole thing seems
1: yeah, I don't know if any like marketing campaigns or any movies have done something like this since, right? It sounds crazy. No, like, yeah, unless it's effort. been... The creepiest stories are like this
0: when they're actually... You, you find out much later that they're either fake or they're real. Like, yeah. for example, we, we did Stalker. One of the original ones that we yeah, that's did right. on the podcast yeah. was, was Stalker, and, and Alex knew all this stuff about the fact that they reshot it three times and that they they didn't know was that they were in a place in which was covered in radiation. And because of it, it's led to believe that that's why the majority of the cast and the crew died wow. was because of this exposure to the radiation, which was what the film was about. Yeah. Um, this kind of exclusion zone, which is like that stuff creeps me out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the fact totally. that they marketed this all around the idea that so strongly as well, they kind of this was found footage they didn't specific I, I'm pretty certain they didn't specifically um interview the cast they mm-hmm. they interviewed the directors on it as if they found this footage and then made a film from it it was only when it won awards when the actors were there that everyone was like oh right okay that is they're actually alive and it's not like what a shock of know, that, know, that it must have been <laughs> it, completely it just oh thanks guys for the oscar and everyone's just like we thought you were
1: dead <laughs> you guys kidding. Me. It's weird as well because like we I, I guess our generation and us watching the film now we know that it's completely fake. We know it's just mm. a found footage film, but it's still like it still just feels very genuine. like it still just mm. feels mm. like we, we know that the actors are okay. We, we haven't had any of this massive marketing beforehand, but it's still just very believable which it really I, blurs even like line rewatching it between,
2: between yeah. like real and acting
0: completely and I was just seriously taking quite a lot of time to think about like the different elements to why that was so well achieved um, I think for me it was the it was how they caught the reactions of the cast when they were interviewing the people in the in the town who they obviously believed to be yeah. um, actual residents like that scene where the 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 one that sold me on it was when the mother was holding the child with the kid yeah and the kid was trying to like shut her up. It's such a good and scene. it was really fucking creepy. But yeah. can you imagine what that must be like for the actors, for the kid to be acting in that way? Like, it seems kids are creepy changed. anyway in horror, but it's like this is fucking, this is odd. This can't be right. Yeah. And the actor and the directors must be like, oh, oh, it's weird, guys, isn't it? You know, this. <laughs> oh, and they're just like, yeah, I know we're making a movie and that, and it's a great script, but like, this is also, i um, actually, this is fucking horrible. And the fact that they didn't know that it was uh, it was all just completely made up by the directors. Um, just mental.
1: Yeah. It's just so many... Like, it's very... It's quite a slow movie. It doesn't have any genuine, like, mm. shock scare moments. Hardly any gore at all. You don't see the, the Blair Witch, but it's still just somehow with the moments like that one with the interviews, moments between the characters when you get one of them was... a was his name Mikey you find out that he, mm. <laughs> I, I guess before you even find out that he got rid of the map you're kind of all this tension between they start going against each other some of them are maybe hiding things or just it's just mm. I, I don't know because it's scary but it's doesn't it's not like the scariness that we're used to in horror films it's just very very well done
0: i completely agree that's i think that's what i find so bizarre is that often psychological thriller is what scares me most um mm. I, I mentioned to Alex that The Thing creeped me out because it was the the artistry behind it like the, the practical elements and the uncanny valley-ness yeah. of that um, like for example the thing that I once wrote a horror short film about artificial intelligence oh awesome um, cool. I'd love to share that with you off camera um, yeah, that'll be, that'll sometime be cool. because I, I, I love I actually wanted to do something with that but the reason I did that was because not because I wanted to make a futuristic-looking movie or anything like that, mm. but I ask myself what genuinely scares me. Yeah, and like it's it's the kind of Uncanny Valley and the 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 unknown of artificial intelligence, for example, something that's acts human but isn't and lacks mm. like the empathy of humans and uh, and all this stuff, you know that that's what creeps me out. Mm. Um, so this isn't something that would necessarily kind of stick as. A convention that I am scared of. Yeah. But the realism is—it's half and half because you get that you're watching a film. But it's the—I think for me, like it's the lack of score, it's the way in which it's shot by the actors, mm. um, and it doesn't seem that overplayed. Nah. No. You know, it, it doesn't feels feel quite, like quite just.
1: It just feels real.
2: There are only a handful uh, of moments I could pick up where it seemed like people were purposefully acting. It's mostly the uh, over yeah, shouting moments. Shouting mm. when Mikey, or they accuse him of uh, stealing and throwing away their map, which he mm. does for basically no reason. <laughs> um, but it seems like Just had it uh, I don't know, the directors told him that he needed to do that, so Probably he made maps. a point to do it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. so yeah it's a few mm. scene,
2: scenes uh or moments like that seem forced but the vast majority it it's a very person-centered piece mm. for a I horror mean, the movie banter's mm. good
1: to begin with right it's real good like just friendly banter between them and then the arguments just feel it just it, it's just yeah I, I, I don't know i just really really believe their performances it's what i keep going back to and it's just i mean the majority of the movie is just these three and their relationship yeah. and them reacting to mm. things and it's you wouldn't think that'll be enough to carry something or carry a whole film but it, it does That's
0: quite bizarre isn't it like you, yeah. it is one of those general things where it's like on paper I can see the the cracks um but the fact that I suppose at the time you've got to consider that nothing of this nature really yeah. existed that's why it was kind of a phenomenon um yeah. and from what i remember of that 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 part, like that kind of ride was that it was a maze <laughs> so that 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 theme park is known for doing these fright night things where they create a load of like mazes and you go there and that's like an additional thing that you can do on certain days and the one of them was the first theme one was saw which <laughs> i wish i would have caught in my lifetime it would have been good yeah. it was fucking horrendous they built it by the water um <laughs> So in this kind of like metal shack, you should look it up after. Oh, it's, man. It's, yeah, well. it's, but it, you go there now and it's also completely abandoned like because they've retired it because it costs so much to run or something like that. Yeah. But it's now on the edge of the water and it's closed down. So it looks like a fucking... That's a that creepy like ...from Saw. Yeah. Like with the barbed wire and like yeah. the, the mannequins and shit. It's horrible. <laughs> but they made a Blair Witch thing where from my knowledge they kind of had a bit of forestry on the island because the whole park's on, like, an island. And you kind of guided yourself through a path and you'd hear certain things. And it's, so in in that sense, I think it's the... It exaggerated the... That's why it worked so well for them. But it mm-hmm. kind of emphasised what was so important and what was so unique about the, the film in itself was that it was the thinking about the experience of being in that situation. You know, what w- what would it actually be like to in the middle of a forest and uh, and be in that scenario where you wouldn't have any score for starters you'd probably argue (laughs) with each other you probably wouldn't be able to sleep you'd probably freak out from the smallest sound Mm -hmm. and all these uh, elements i suppose were heightened and and because of all the things we've explored of like the process of it being made it it makes sense to why it's more believable um from all the things that they trick the actors Uh I got to say it's Blessing. something that
1: definitely freaks me out like just the thought of being out there alone in the woods for days getting lost yeah and then the fact that you're just hearing random things finding random things like it is it does it's a unique sort of fear that does kind of get to me uh, so yeah uh, uh, yeah well it's
0: it's annoying though because often a, a thing that I think me and Alex both have with horror films is that if anything annoys us more it's usually because people are quite stupid
1: making dumb decisions in horror I, I don't know why they didn't yeah. climb up a tree or maybe look look for a way or up just that leave. way or, yeah
0: <laughs> you know like or why they did it in the first place and this movie yeah. has a lot of that which turned yep. me off a bit although um, well, they do question them like themselves the f- that's true that is true they're like why have we done this this is stupid <laughs> it's Like it was <laughs> stupid from the start it-
1: <laughs> why did not throw yeah. the map I should have left why don't we yeah
0: and I guess the questioning of themselves and not trusting each other makes the whole situation worse thinking yeah. like why on earth would you try and sabotage the situation is this like because the last shot you see is one of them stood in the corner like <laughs> the iconic, fable right? yeah. of the guy at the beginning where he was like oh yeah what happens was that one of them gets put in a corner at, well the Blair which kills one of them and then the other person the Blair which kills the other yeah. So there's a little callback to that and that's mm. the last thing you see is him stood in the corner facing the wall and then the camera finally flops mm-hmm. over at the end and you see nothing. Yeah. perhaps the, the the whole kind of thing that's become quite popular of not actually seeing the monster is is um maybe another thing that made it quite yeah. good. I love that. Um
2: I feel like too many movies nowadays ruin that aspect by showing too much. And this movie pulls mm. way back by showing mm. Yeah, practically nothing i haven't heard and that didn't bother me either no
1: yeah it, it, it's it's very unique and it still is it's that fear of what you don't know and what like you you, mm-hmm. you hear so many myths and stories about it from the start and you're just not too sure i mean it's that woman who's like oh it's feminine body but covered with hair like a horse like horse fur, feet. and it's just you know all these random things yeah <laughs> but never get it ever i i i thought i i think reading up about one of the um but one of the bits of trivia about the movie was that they did actually have someone dressed up as the Blair Witch when they were running away from the tent like the director potentially was wearing a, a costume and oh, so cool. they, they chased them but then none of the peop- none of the cameras or none of the actors actually panned to look at it so we we were supposed to get a glimpse but never did And it, I don't know it gets, I'm kind of happy we did it it's yeah. kind of unique yeah in I'd
0: right. hate for that yeah. I think yeah. they definitely had some really strong thinking time in the editing room yeah. Um about how to get this right because they probably there's a version apparently there's like many endings of this yeah. that exist. Yeah. Um or something like uh, rumored like 30 endings or something oh, ridiculous wow. th- like that. I thought it was only like 3. I've read that it was like 30 something. I can I can try and pull it up. But it was um I thought that was quite bizarre that possibly during filming they didn't really kind of know how they wanted it to end. Yeah. Um but I feel like they it makes me think that they had it planned this way all along because it is so solid.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes sense. You'd want to... I don't know how, how long after they finished the six days of filming they filmed all these endings. Sure. But you'd want to build off kind of what the characters and actors are talking about during their whole mm-hmm. stay there and kind of link the ending in with with whatever the themes have been throughout. Cause uh, Jaysha, you said to me uh, shortly after we watched that, that some of the endings related to some of the things that happened in the movie before, like yeah. there's an ending where one of them's crucified, mm. like the, like the classic Blair Witch totem you see on the cover yeah. or in the marketing the sticks. Um, once some of the, they, the characters have been hanged, like they saw in some of the statues and little voodoo doll kind of things they see when they wake mm. up outside their tents
1: It would have been very interesting from like I guess a filmmaker point of view because you've kind of set this all up, kind of I I guess done all the all the marketing, done all the setup, got your got your cast, and then it's pretty much out of your hands, right? What the film actually (laughs) looks like in terms of like camera work or what the choices are that the actual cast make. Like it would have been a very weird. It must have been a weird movie to make because it, it's totally all just comes together in the editing room. You don't know if you've even got everything you need. You don't know if you've got what you've envisioned. There's no and real do-overs you can do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it has to be, this is it, because we're in this scenario and if we go back now, it's going to be different. And it's not, not going to be genuine um, for the actors. Yeah, when do you call that quits? At what point do you go, I think yeah. we've got it. <laughs> um. Uh, I don't think the, the directors were even that confident about Wow, actually, it doing very well financially. Because um, there's a bit of trivia that says that after the production, the, the sixteen millimeter camera that was used was sold on eBay. Um, oh really? <laughs> just to be like, right, well, we've, we're done get with this now. Back. <laughs> yeah. Presumably, to get some money. Yeah. Made some money <laughs> um, for it. So someone somewhere has bought the the, the actual Blair Witch camera, and I'm <laughs> I'm sure that they've probably got it framed somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, it made a million in opening weekend. Can you be? Can you, that's just in US and Canada.
2: Yeah, that's. Um, that's crazy.
0: Absolutely mental.
2: Because this is a movie um, that most people like. Realistically, anybody could make it. Yeah, if if totally. you have like a small amount of money, get some friends together, people who are relatively good actors, go into the woods, film something for a week,
1: come back out, work your movie magic. it's It's very inspiring inspiring, but but it's always like people have tried like you you have watched tons of bad found footage films that are pretty much this but not as strong or the actors are just not as believable it's because i I, this probably boosted the popularity to the point i mean this would have been the template for all the all the found footage for bad movies and the good that we've seen afterwards Mm. and Mm. i gotta say it's a lot more bad than there is good it's kind of almost got to the point where a lot of people throw away the genre as a whole just because it's been overdone and it's all too similar yeah yeah sure but
0: no i completely agree yeah it's Um,
1: just it's very very unique and i don't think anyone's been able to quite (laughs) recapture it
0: not really no it's um i mean even the there is a question of um these kind of films that if you want to a budget uh, a film to look low budget mm. why don't you just shoot it low budget because i've seen many movies that have been like oh we're going to going to make it look like super eight weather yeah yeah and they'll shoot on like an arri cinema camera and it's just like <laughs> and like downgrade it but it's yeah. so sharp and it's so like it, it takes obviously light in differently and and all these attributes that it's just, always
2: going to be different
0: like why the hell do you like why are uh, these kind of movies so scared to, to like this was filmed on like a I think at the time it was like a £70 camera, a high 8 tape wow, yeah. Yeah. player. You could buy them now for like anywhere between 10 and £30. And it made yeah. millions in the... It made £200 million yeah, man. It's... into the cinemas. Like how mental is that? It's kind of like the, the, the crown of student filmmaking, I mm-hmm. guess you could argue. Um, it's just mind-blowing. Um and I think therefore it's a great one if you're a student or you're someone who, who wants to kind of study a little mm. bit more into film is it's a great example for it. It's mm-hmm. well, at least a good success story. Yeah. Um It definitely um,
1: inspires me. Like it's it's definitely inspired yeah, me completely. and inspired me every time I watched it. Like straight after this, me and Michael were like, Okay, let's we could do something like this. Let's let's put our heads together and Boys. But let's it, make a found footage film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's do it. It's just let's it is it. just inspiring. It is it's very very cool. A couple
0: of friends of mine from university they made a um, um, a really cool project uh, where one of them was a, um, uh, they 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 were studying like music, mm. and uh, my friend who I now even work with he he, obviously studied film with me, and they decided that they would swap roles and, the the musician would make the film the music video, and the filmmaker would make the music they called it, like, Project Chaos or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they gave a certain theme, which I think was, like, like delusion or whatever. Yeah. And then they made a song about, like, delusion. And they made a music video about delusion. And then they put them both together. And that was their film. That's um, a smart idea. It's little stuff like idea. that. Like, yeah. I thought that was a fantastic idea. Um, but these kind of, like... Yeah, these kind of short m- movies in, in that sense, like, taking a really simple idea, not thinking that you need like the world's best camera um you, you know it, if you really tap into something that you think's unique and mm, yeah. and a cool idea you never know where it can take you um I think that's a great example of you know the Blair Witch being a great example of that and um I applaud them for it yeah. I think it's just totally. Fucking
1: amazing totally there just hasn't been anything else anything else like it so I guess that's why it's always Certainly stuck not. out to me it's just
2: shout yeah, out to all you absolutely. aspiring filmmakers out there if you have an idea <laughs> you don't need a bunch of money for it just get out there and try it
0: totally absolutely and yeah you never know you could then sell the rights of your uh of your precious student film and create a franchise of absolute crap yep <laughs> totally so, right isn't that exciting <laughs> We were literally saying about about um when we did the last uh we, we did uh, Malignant and we talk about James Wong, we yeah, talk about yeah, how yeah. his first film was mm-hmm. um the short of Saw, which if you guys haven't seen it, you, I, you absolutely yeah. should. It's on like it's YouTube. Good. Um and then out of that came Saw and then <laughs> all the sequels. Nine other
1: films, the sequels Even with like the conjuring now, right? It's going the same yeah. route. It's kind of a shared universe. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's crazy, man. Yeah. And then paranormal activity, of course, had the same kind of vibe. <laughs> They're still going, um, right? There's
1: like a new one coming out.
0: it's mental. If you yeah. can tap into a into a good idea in horror, it's most likely gonna be franchise. So it's profitable, get sure. right in students. Get right in. It's you, you <laughs> never know, it's never too late. Um But I, I guess there's a I think I, I, I don't know about you boys, I I didn't wanna I have nothing left on um to talk about on Yeah. On the Blair Witch, I don't know if we should give it a, a cheeky little rating, as Alex yeah. would put it.
1: Cheeky little rating sounds good. I mean, I um, liked
2: it. Yeah,
0: boys.
1: I thought <laughs> it was very, very good. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I Pretty liked good it. movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's good. No, I, I really, I, I've, I've already said it all, but it's always one that I keep coming back to. Uh, yeah. And it's always one that just, i don't know because it's not doesn't have all the scares but it's still somehow scary i mean it does always get me exactly what you said they make some stupid decisions they're not the most likable bunch of characters either they're just always bickering and always angry and always it's it's a little bit of a chore to kind of go through it but it's just feels so real anyway yeah it's totally right (laughs) but i
0: certainly admire its um its history and what it was able to do yeah um I thought that was just fucking brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. I'd probably give it like a. I, I I'd say a cheeky four. Yeah, I think cheeky I am with four,
2: you there. Four
0: three out and a half. Five. Yeah, yeah.
2: I tend to overrate movies. I'd probably go nine out of ten. Five stars. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I just really like... It's a masterpiece. It's genius. Horror. No, I I just love what it ended up doing. It really blurred that line between being a film and being something that a lot of people thought was real and just the whole story of like the cast not Spank being on. in on what's happening and I think it's really smart
1: like I didn't I don't think we mentioned it but I, th- I think like the lead actress brought a knife with her <laughs> like there's so she yeah. brought a knife with her to set because she didn't know what to expect like it's just the more you read into it the <laughs> it's crazy. just got a really <laughs> cool
2: story behind it and not a lot yeah. of horror movies have that yeah yeah
0: it's it's quite a unique one but yeah the Blair Witch Project um okay. 1999 very good um but but yeah, thank you if you're uh, if you're still tuning in. Alex usually does all these bits, so you probably are, uh <laughs> you probably have guessed that already. You're killing it, um, Adam. You're killing it. Man. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I'm trying. You're doing great. Um
3: <laughs>
2: thanks, man.
0: But yeah, we've got um we've got a, an interesting one I guess next. Yeah. Um do you guys fancy introducing it?
1: Well, I think this one's I, I think i recommended this to you guys and in, in the final draft mm. discord you guys have a suggestions <laughs> uh channel there and i don't no, know no I'm a, shameless
0: plug there or anything yeah yeah
1: no don't join the community final draft discord, about films. Join it, guys <laughs> but i'm a sucker for horror movies and i yeah I, I i think i put this we nightmare on elm street and child's play in there a while back and mm. um alex we were thinking about doing an episode together alex just recommended and said brought up the fact that i'd I'd suggested it and asked if we would like to talk about it and yeah I'm, I'm glad we have did you have you ever did you ever see Nightmare on Elm Street before Adam
0: um no yeah. um I I hadn't and I'm glad I, you did recommend it because it was um it was interesting uh yeah. to say the least <laughs> yeah uh, it's one of those kind of you know when you talk about horror films it's, it's kind of good to bring up the classics and um, for example, you know There's often a debate about what's kind of a better horror Classic horror It's mm. either like uh, John Carpenter's Halloween or, or Nightmare on Elm Street mm, and yeah. I think It really defines your taste of horror Depending on which one you choose Despite mm. them actually being quite similar totally. so It's not really point It's not much of a point to have that argument But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting
3: The kids of Elm Street Don't know it yet but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? We just see cuts happening. What did that, Lieutenant? I don't know. There's a coroner got to say, He's in the John puking since he saw it. No! No! She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. No one will survive. Chris Craven, director of The Heels Have Eyes and Last House on the Left, a new masterpiece in fantasy terror, Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: What, what made you want to talk about it?
1: I don't know. I'm just, a, I'm a big fan of uh, good, like, horror movie villains, good monsters, yeah. just <laughs> ones that, ones that look really cool and also just have a real unique, like, story around them. Uh, even though, like Friday the thirtieth, they're pretty, they're super campy. Uh, but I, I quite like Jason. Halloween, I'm, I really love the Halloween movie. Michael Myers is classic, and mm. yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street is. I, I feel like it's something else because Freddy Krueger is just a crazy, crazy monster, just a scarred up dude with a fedora, stripy <laughs> shirt, claw on <in> a hand, <laughs> kills you in dreams. But I just really. Yeah, I I find something special about the Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It's it's done by Wes Craven. I think it was Mm. one of... uh, Kind of his... The ones that kind of defined him as a filmmaker years before... Like he did the screen movies. Um, But... It's just I just I just love the cast. You got a classic final girl. I think it's Johnny Depp's first movie, and it's kind of it is, scary, yeah. oh a little bit weird and funny, and it's just got some really great practical effects. And yeah, hmm. it's Freddy Krueger coming to kill you in your dreams. It's you're completely right about Freddy. Yeah. I mean, it's such a
0: weird iconography for a villain, isn't it? Um, I'm not it. it... It it's got a lot of things in it that I imagine wouldn't really work very well. Yeah. Like the design of him is quite odd, and <laughs> it's it's very eighties. It's very kind of bombastic. Totally and, right. <laughs> and I think there was a huge kind of distinction on set and behind the scenes about how he should look. Um, and apparently originally he was going to look even more kind of disgusting with like like pus and all this kind of stuff. And oh man. but they somehow made like a really Interesting piece of iconography <laughs> yeah. uh, with this character, like you, like you mentioned, the stripes, kind of like the the long, uh, almost like fingernails, but then obviously like kind of knives and claws, yeah, yeah. Um, and the kind of fucked up face. I think is <laughs> the only way face. you can kind of describe it.
1: Yeah, that's totally it. Um,
0: which I feel like is a weirdly, it, it is a weird trope with villains that they always have some sort of like. Facial disfigurement, <laughs> or something like that. It's something that, I I remember reading up on this article. There was this guy who was um, he had this condition, um, that dismorphed his face, and he was talking about how it's quite sad actually, about how his whole <laughs> upbringing, he was kind of. Su- like subconsciously from everyone, kind of disclosed as someone who's quite horrible, like a villain or yeah. something like that, and. Well. Uh, he noticed how in horror like even in modern horror you think about bond for example a lot of yeah. like the modern villains have like some sort of i think every single yeah. one of them has something wrong with like their face yeah. like whether it's um on skyfall he has like the teeth where he takes it out and he's all like messed up i mean the new one the new bond he's he suffered horribly from that it's wearing like, a mask, chemical right? or whatever yeah yeah like because his face is like really weird and um the had like Classic a scar on his eye, like it's <laughs> it's a mental trope, but it, it all seems to kind of start at this really early stage in horror. Yeah. Um, and and Freddy's, I mean, he's that's a, the trope of him, but even if that's like a kind of understandable thing that they would begin to develop for whatever reason. Um, the things like the the stripy jumper and <laughs> the, the, the boots and the fedora, like it's
1: really weird. It's got like long arms right? at one yeah. point. It's just strange. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. The I puppetry about
0: that. used on the arms, yeah, down the alley. The um the, the one bit of kind of trivia I read about was how they achieved like the arms uh, down the alley. They they're actually like puppets and and all this kind of stuff. Because uh, originally That's there awesome. was a discussion where they wanted to just make him a puppet. Um, but they couldn't really kind of navigate that. Um, oh wow. yeah. In in terms of like the movement and the running and all of that, so they just decided on making him. Uh, I mean, the guy was uh, I can't remember the actor's was name. It Robert um, England. I think that's it. Something like that. Um,
1: he's so And everyone good. kind of.
0: Yeah, everyone quotes it. he's just like fantastic. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of people kind of fall into these these things as sorry. It's almost like um. Uh, who is it that plays, for me in in horror? It's like um, this kind of merges a little bit into thriller, but um, mm. oh come on, brain! Um, I can literally see it now. Um, who the film about uh, science of lambs? Uh, God, yeah, that was yeah, on It yeah, v- <laughs> felt like hours. Yeah, um, who is it that played the villain in that? Uh, oh shoot!
1: I we should know this. We well, yeah, he just won and the Oscar. Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins. That's it.
0: Yeah. That for me is like perfect casting. Yeah. Um, Because they took the role and made it something them, themselves. I didn't expect this to be one of them, one of those mm. actors who... But he really did bring something quite mm. special to the role that I felt... It was an almost campness nature yeah. to it, but also quite uh For reasons I can't explain, quite menacing. Um, Like, what do you guys think about his portrayal and the character in general well the whole how that kind of plays into the narrative
2: the whole point of his character it's it's supposed to be very iconic he's this monster in your dreams and when you wake up everybody remembers those things about him his his long claws the striped jumper the hat it's supposed to be very very weird Mm. and like yeah the slight off things about him that you
1: remember and they're not right yeah Mm. I just, this performance is totally, totally sells the character. I mean, we talked about yeah, Halloween definitely. and I mentioned like Friday the 13th. They've, they've got masks on. You don't really have too much personality to the killers. Yeah, it's kind of personality. Yeah, he's got personality. He's got his, his smile, his stare. He's got like all the moments where he just pauses and looks at you and cuts off his fingers or cuts himself yeah. open and maggots come out. Yeah. It's, it's it, something It reminded
0: else. me almost like the portrayal of... Um, of the clown in it. Yeah. Anyways. Like the, the classic like that is a very hard role to navigate because like you said, with classic kind of horror villains with like masks and stuff, mm. it's mostly in the physical portrayal in the sense of how it how one carries themselves. Mm. Um, you know, are they quite a sluggish, slow, kind of big, big bulky, like they don't have to run because their strength is what's scary. Yeah. Like they'll always get to you um or are you like a, maybe you're like a really quick all over the place um and you can't be a, it, you know you can't outrun it but with this it was just kind of like it was more they didn't have those elements to kind of hide behind <laughs> it was an added nature of like how how does this character become memorable yeah um and it weirdly works because it it, it kind of matches the absurdity of um of everything else i suppose yeah. Um, the absurdity of the, the kind of kills and the, um, <laughs> the very fucking slapstick way right? <laughs> ways in which everyone's murdered. Like yeah. waking up to one of the girls like this. Yeah. spinning around in the air and then getting hit <laughs> in the face insane, by like right? <laughs> her legs. Yeah. Mental. My What's favorite it? one, which made me laugh out loud, was the the end where the mum gets. She kind of,
2: like... Just falls into like, her glowing bed. She kind of, like, defies oh, gravity no. and gets pulled through the window of the right? door. Yeah. Oh, you mean that the final like, one? It's just, like, dragged through the
0: door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what just happened? And then it ends. And it's just like... <laughs>
2: that's the last kill we saw. That one skimmy, because uh, like, it happened in a split second. It's like a blinking <laughs> yeah.
1: missed it scene. It's like, what? <laughs> okay. Um you got johnny depp kind of enveloped and eaten by his beard after it's (laughs) tv can we talk about johnny depp's like first movie guys it's i think this is what started his career right
2: i'm embarrassed i didn't realize it was johnny depp until halfway through the movie and i knew he was (laughs) in the movie it just didn't click it doesn't look like johnny Depp. it
0: doesn't he's He's just a very young
1: (laughs) handsome boy the t-shirts he's wearing as well, they're like, you can cropped see up. his stomach and it's the cropped up t-shirt yeah. and just the weird yeah. style of the 80s. It's- well, he acts normally in this as well. I, I generally
2: don't yeah. think I've seen a movie where Johnny Depp just acts like a normal dude and isn't super quirky <laughs> no. or eccentric. I guess he was just literally like the the, the,
0: the poster boy, basically. Yeah. He had to be yeah. the kind of dreamy like love interest. And apparently the, the daughter of the director thought that they should cast him just over the sense that he was just a dreamy, wow. dreamy person which I thought was hilarious yeah. but like you know if it works it works um, quite strange but yeah. I guess that's what they were trying to go for at the time yeah <laughs> but yeah his first film and you're, you're completely right in saying like he's usually done he's usually ex- celebrated for doing these um, really eccentric roles or being quite mm. quirky or outgoing and it's just not yeah, it's it's quite strange here. It's he it, it doesn't really. It's just a very safe role for him to play. But I guess it it being his first film, he just plays to his advantages, which was that <laughs> everyone a thought face. he was really handsome. Yeah, he does have yeah. some
1: good like comedic moments as well. I, I I always remember the moment from this when he's like he's going and staying over with his girlfriend, and he's not supposed to be. So he's got this tape. <laughs> that it's it's of like uh airplane noises because his cover stories he's staying at his grandparents or at a friend's place and they're next to an airport so he's like playing it and reacting to it it's (laughs) it's it's, it's quite a cool performance from him even though he is yeah exactly a poster like love interest Mm. who kind of doesn't do too much and then gets killed off but i i I did like the character portrayals in this i do i do like is it is it heather who's the the main oh nancy Mm. nancy's the main the main our final girl um, and she's 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 pretty cool. <laughs> I, I quite like her. And the the friends group you got the kind of rebel kid that gets blamed for it. Mm. You got it's this cool little ragtag group.
0: It d- they didn't have to delve into the characters as much as they did. Yeah, which I really appreciated. Like it seemed that it's not. I mean, it's not like you know. It's not incredibly well done, but for an eighties <laughs> yeah. horror movie that's supposed to be quite, I guess you can describe it as quite camp and quite totally like, o- overplayed. You know, they, mm. they seem to spend quite a decent amount of time with those characters and and kind of ex- expressing and developing how they react to certain things and, and mm. how they react with each other, which uh, it's, it took me by a bit of a surprise because everything else in this movie is absolutely fucking insane. Um, <laughs> right? Right. I I describe the, the horror of it as I wrote here, it's ghost train horror. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you, you go on a ghost train and it's dark yeah. and dingy, so it's it's scary, but the actual scares are just kind of like weird silly puppets words. that you can yeah. buy yeah. from like Poundland yeah. and um like crappy Halloween uh decorations. Yep. That's what it feels like That's for me. Totally it's it. It is totally it. it that exactly sells the horror for it. It's a yeah. classic kind of slasher. That's it's and it's very um mm, yeah. It's <laughs> I don't have the words to describe it. I mean, you have like the kind of puppetry elements that are quite cool. There's a lot of like it's similar with it as well, where you have like blood seems to be the scary aspect of what people found scary, and it's the the trope of like screaming and there being a lot of blood it's totally like, over oh, the I, top call, I don't want to and... look at that
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah like there's like a fountain of blood that appears out of nowhere and it's just like <laughs> mm. okay I wonder um, how people reacted at the times because I've heard like stories of when like Alien first came out in theatres people were like throwing up and running out of the theatre afterwards and same thing with like yeah. Psycho back in the day so I wonder if it was I don't know how the shock value would have been back then maybe a bit more than it is now but it's just over the top right looking back at it we watch Watching it nowadays, it. and we're real comfortable with it. Watching it, like, mm. oh yeah,
2: cool, blood flowing out, flooding the cool ceiling. Practical effects, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: awesome. I think that's part of like my final score for this is that it's it's taking on those on that ideology that at the time you have to appreciate that these kind of films were so they weren't mainstream. These weren't yeah. the films coming out in the cinema. Like you'd have you'd have action and you'd have violence, but it would be it would be behind that kind of like heavy, mm. not paywall, but age wall where it, it was specific to certain age groups and they were very yeah. strict on it. And kids didn't have this kind of exposure, but this was like, it's front
2: and center here.
0: Yeah. It's, it's aimed at teenagers, but it mm. scares teenagers at the same time. because it, it contains things at the time that were, you know, fountains of blood and shit. You don't, you don't see that. <laughs> totally. Um, like, at the time, it's kind of the same time in which I, like Indiana Jones came out, like the, the Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Steven Spielberg hated that film because he thought it was too dark. mm mm-hmm. And you watch it now, and it's hilarious. Like It's, but, <laughs> it's a bit
2: uh, nowadays. nowadays. Those, <laughs> yeah.
0: those were the films that, back then, they were like,
1: this is too much. Because I think, like, um, Temple of Doom started off the R rating or something like that, right? Like, it's... It's ridiculous. They, yeah. they did a whole 360.
0: It was originally supposed to be, like, a... I can't direct a Bond film; they won't let me. So I'm gonna yeah. do. I'm gonna make my own Bond. So it's like a kind of action adventure film, and then it just became like a straight up horror in its sequel. <laughs> yeah. It did a full 360 because I imagine at the time that that was what was popular. Um, yeah. And they have a. They I guess they do have a scene in it where a heart's ripped out and you and you see it. Um. And that's like enough. And it's all about cults and <laughs> right and just a bit of a darker tone. Child dark slavery Humpons. and. When it's still like yeah. just
1: super funny, kind of similar to this, right? Yeah. Like it's, it is gory. It is like a few of the, a few of the aspects to it are scary. Like the whole fact that you're, you, you're going to sleep, you can't really protect yourself, it's stuck in, stuck in your dream and anything can really happen. It's, that is the have, cool have, element of it. I yeah. Think, it's really, un- it's, it's another unique, like mm. real, real concept that hasn't been done before. And, It does have those scary moments, but they're almost kind of outweighed as soon as you see Freddy walk into frame and kind of smile and wave and then run after you with his lanky arms. And it's just. (laughs) It's really goofy, and I kind of love it for that.
0: Goofy's the perfect word for it. That's the word that I was looking for earlier,
1: is goofy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it also doesn't like.
1: It doesn't give him much of a. His whole performance just creates his personality and who he is because he doesn't have. Mm. I mean, the backstory is that uh, a lot of the families or the, the people in the town ended up burning Freddy alive because he was a, a, a child killer or he killed some kids. And it's about this new generation of kids kind of being tortured by him and him trying to come mm. for them now. To him, He's coming for them now to get revenge. And On the that's pretty much yeah. all we know. Like, we don't know how he's back. We don't know why he's why he's doing able to get into people's kids. dreams. Yeah. It's kind of just left to the imagination and he's just kind of selling it. He's it's, literally just supposed to be that evil face. Nothing yeah, more. It's, yeah. It's kind of yeah. dark. The aspect that he went around like killing kids. I think it, it gets a lot darker in the sequels where it's, it's insin- insinuated yeah. in other things with kids and it's, yeah, it gets a, a, a bit more heavy, but this is kind of just it hits you with something hard and dark and then it he's smiling and it's real goofy again it's
3: Mm.
1: it's kind of i mentioned scream before it's very much kind of what i feel wes craven heavily leans into later in his his career but it would have been yeah super special for the time and i think it was scream scream came after didn't it yeah i think it was 90s whereas this was this 80s yeah so
0: it makes sense that in scream it's a little bit more serious like it contains the whole trope of like the main villain being a bit goofy and (laughs) tripping over things but it's a little bit more serious in its in its portrayal from the actors and uh it relies less on gore and more like the kind of psychological nature of horror yeah um which I think that's the reason why people like Kubrick for example tied into more of like the or try try to popularize the psychological elements because Mm. that is what is interesting you know Kubrick didn't want to make a like a horror film that is essentially what this is which is what was popular what was commercial yeah um well, we'll get you so it's not yeah I mean that the that's the my main trope about these kind of the, the problem I have with most of these films is that it was that same mindset as that the interesting parts of this aren't explored it's more yeah. about the the actional the kind of the action elements of it where it's like well the scary part is that they're getting murdered and it's blood yeah. all over there all over the place. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You get the interest pieces, like, it literally means every time they go to sleep, so the actors, or the characters get, so the more and more they get, they can't sleep, so they get yeah. weaker and weaker throughout the film. And like, you'll fall asleep in class, for example, because you would, because you'd go to school and you'd fall asleep and then in class yeah, yeah. you'd wake up in a, in a like, that, they'd obviously thought very deeply in, into that aspect of it, but, yeah, these films don't really tie, they have like, disturbing psychological elements like in backstory like the idea that he was a child murderer mm. that's fucking horrible but like yeah. it's not what's important no. um, just an
3: obvious
0: yeah for me that's what more is quite scary is exploring those elements totally and it yeah. doesn't do that so it's not the most interesting film for me but I appreciate its it's staple in inspiring quite a lot of uh, horror fi- horror movies and um and design of villains i
2: think i I was curious are there many horror movies nowadays that have that kind of villain as the centerpiece and is like a bit quirky a little bit goofy because i feel like most horror movies nowadays try to be very very serious and you don't see that fun aspect of them anymore
1: well i mean you guys just did an episode on malignant which i feel was kind of that right i was literally about to say that i was kind of malignant Malignant, we
0: so without spoiling anything like malignant the reason why we enjoyed it is it was because it was James Wan's kind of homage uh, in which it kind of sets up in the beginning scene hey this is a silly horror movie and yeah. you're going to be in for a ride like we're playing with these elements because oh, we know it is silly we're not going to try and make it too serious that that's not what's important it's like the we're going to have fun with these elements and we've set it up straight away that it's going to be silly and um This is the ride that you're in for. Mm. Don't take Mm. it too seriously. We're paying. It's a love letter.
1: No, that's that's why we
2: liked it. I was worried that had that kind of genre had been lost.
1: You're totally right. That's what I mean. Majority of people are doing slow burn kind of A24 style things. Try. Yeah, it's probably why these are very so popular, right? These like Freddy Kruegers and Halloweens, and it's probably why people still go back to them because nothing's really captured it. I really, really like, like a, Yeah, Disney definitely.
0: Yeah. I, I completely I completely agree. Like there's a there's an imbalance in current horror films where um not so much nowadays, but with horror films, I guess the low budget mixed with serious script yeah. doesn't mix well. Because you're trying to pull off uh with not great actors, serious roles, and and they're yeah. directed wrong in the sense that it's very over exaggerated and you don't mm. believe you don't believe anything of what the actor's doing or how they've been directed. It's maybe not a statement or a testament to themselves, but the lower budget affects a lot of elements. So they try to make it seem as high budget as possible. Like, it might be shot really nice, but everything else suffers because of mm. that. So yeah. you get things like Blair Witch that that break that mould. but And then, a, of course, A24, which doesn't necessarily mean big budget, but they focus more on specific elements and heighten that yeah. and use it to get to make like a good horror film um or as what people would describe as like an edgy film Mm. right which alex explained how he's kind of getting a bit tired of that so malignant was like a nice break in in that mold Mm. although we appreciate a24 films because it's breaking the mold of convention in horror Mm. that's that's a current staple um it's also nice to see a homage film and i guess where this film fits within that is that it, it kind of established the that generation of films that focused on like a main a main villain yeah and didn't really as as this it, it, it was more yeah it was the kind of uh whatever films kind of well obviously Halloween but also if you think of more-ish modern films like Final Destination it was more about mm. like how they would die and how they film that and put it on screen and, and it being all yeah. really gory and mm. that's what was scary um, yeah. we saw it ended up not really being about the plot and the villain which I thought think is the most again interesting part of it and why mm. he does it like he says it, oh he's got cancer so he's 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 punishing people who don't appreciate the fact that they mm. have a life ahead of them." yeah 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 and do bad things like please explore that more totally. um, <laughs> like the first one and then you get it's more about the deaths and how crazy <laughs> yeah. can you make the deaths and it's just not it's, it, it tended... I guess that's how horror evolved is people didn't mm. just caught on to the fact that that's not what people tune in for. Um, but that's yeah. a really interesting discussion we just had there on totally right. on, yeah. on horror as, yeah. a, as a whole, which is really, really cool.
1: <laughs> also, maybe with this, like I, I feel I didn't do it too much. Like I definitely went around to friends' places during school and would would watch a horror movie together. Mm. I, I kind of wish like we watched more things like this, like the whole... The whole fact that it is about kind of these teenagers maybe just getting to the stage of adulthood when they're clashing with their parents a bit and it's it's kind of like a it, I, I say unique too much but it, it is it is different to a lot of other things at the time and maybe a bit relatable to people seeing it back in the 80s as well yeah really tied it, it,
0: it chose its elements well for its audience yeah like making it about the same age group that it's a it's targeting is, I imagine that they were packed with uni students and college students yeah. and stuff oh, at time sneaking was like that at like
1: time that were underage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then I imagine a lot of people were fucking like not getting any sleep at all. Yeah, totally, right? <laughs> because they were like, oh, God, oh, I yeah, don't want to go to sleep tonight after to seeing it.
2: The kids yeah, going home exactly. and just, you know, in the movie, they They're had going, like a, a coffee machine next to their bed. They would have had so much coffee <laughs> for the days after that. <laughs> exactly. And I think
0: that's what kind of stapled it. At the time I imagine as as being yeah. have you seen that film like I can't go to sleep anymore. Yeah. Um and yeah, totally. I, I like it for that. I, I you know, I explained like my reservations about it and the fact that I feel like it doesn't focus on the things that are actually that interesting. Um because as a character he's he's really interesting and I assume in the sequels that's that's kind of what they delve into, but
1: Well he, he kind of like nice carries the sequels. Like, his performance just mean. gets more and more wacky. Not Maybe not how you're thinking, but it just gets so, like, funny and wacky and he's throwing <laughs> out one-liners here and there. It almost takes away it the seriousness goes... completely. <laughs> Horrors go
0: one of two ways, don't they? They either yeah. enrich the character and make them better or they go down the route of it becoming almost like a comedy and being self-aware. Yep. Like, Child's Play was a lot like that. Totally, It yeah. became a thing where it became a comedy film mm. and the, the, the kills are in it just... To kind of really make it a horror film, still, yeah. But then you have like Bride of Chucky and all this stuff, and it's just <laughs> yeah. like, this is mental. This is just pure entertainment <laughs> yeah.
2: value. Um, well, me and Jaija went through the three Evil Dead movies recently. I don't know if you've seen them. Sick.
0: Uh, yeah, I've only watched the first one.
2: No, yeah. yeah. We watched the three of them, and it, the first movie starts out as like a super serious horror. Uh, teenagers go into the woods, mm-hmm. fight like the mysterious spiritual force. And as mm. the movies progress on, it ends up turning into the main character, like cuts his arm off, replaces it with a robot arm with a shotgun going into fantasy <laughs> times fighting dragons. And you love it simply because it delves into that.
1: Yeah, it I goes, just, I, with, yeah. I love it because of that. I just, it throws I just everything love out the, the window wackiness. and goes down the yeah.
2: wackiest path it could. Yeah. Whereas and I kind of like, like that more. Serious tone.
0: Completely. Yeah, uh, mm. that's an interesting point it seems that like the commercial elements often um not affect but kind of uh or inspire it kind of just it it gives them more character sure yeah and it uh, influences is the word i'm looking for like it kind of uh, the commercial elements influence how those the creative minds behind that change like we're going to make we're going to take what actually was quite a serious concept and we're just going to make it wacky because it works is what people come to see it for and mm. um, yeah you do end up loving those films because they take those moves and they fucking yeah. run with it like they they just go full out and it's like fair play fair right. enough um sure
1: why it's not funny that that's what they get known for as well like you look at evil dead and everyone just knows it as yeah. a wacky ash with a chainsaw for it um but probably same thing with this right like even though this is it does have its wacky moments it is more serious than the rest of the series mm. is but it's known for crazy freddy krueger it's yeah <laughs> yeah it's completely. funny watch how I, it happens
0: yeah i love that i love that entirely it's um it's fantastic um but is there anything more specifically that you wanted to talk about uh the plot or the, or the characters or anything like that
1: well I mean, the two of the things that I keep coming back to with this is the soundtrack. Mm. I really love the soundtrack. I think this and probably Halloween are the two like standout horror soundtracks for me. It's just really, really good and really memorable. Mm. Um, but even more than that, I just really love the use of practical effects. Like a lot of I, <laughs> the shock kill moments I feel are in horror movies nowadays uh, are done just without much thought and a lot of them are done with CGI, whereas this... Yeah. It seems like every sort of aspect of the gore or the shock value are, are very well thought out very original and just very well done. like that you mentioned yeah. it but when the first kill i think that uh, the character gets cut up and then she's like flying through the air and then gets pulled <laughs> up the side of the the wall onto the ceiling yeah, well it, it, it. it looks so good it's impressive right like and the even way just when than she's today walking standards. up, yeah, and which she's walking up the stairs at one point, and the stairs kind of give away and like turn to goop as she's walking up them, or even when Freddy's like cutting himself open and the maggots and grossness come out, it's just—it's
0: I, I love that. I think that's why we all fall in love with the process yeah, of filmmaking because totally. it's the question of like, how the hell did they do that? <laughs> but how do yeah. they manage the the process of doing that? Um, yeah, and this film's a great example of it. I completely agree. There are so many parts of this where I'm like obviously they came up with this bizarre idea to murder them in this way how did they then go right we've got to achieve this somehow <laughs> um but yeah they they somehow do and it's the movie magic love yeah completely yeah, it's great um I do the only <laughs> the only yeah the only thing I really dislike is the ending
1: yeah, I think I, that, I I knew knew could, that was going to come up because I think all of us... Like, what? <laughs> I, it's so,
0: so wacky. So bizarre. It makes it's, no sense. It's almost it like, becomes like a effect car. as well, right?
1: Yeah. It's... it's like, what? And then it just ends. And it's like, okay. Cause... It ends. She saves the day. And then all of a sudden, she walks out the door. Her mum's back. Her friends are back. She drives off in a car. It's Freddy Krueger. And then he appears and pulls her mum through the window. It's just... <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the whole point of it, else. it's
2: something... The whole point of the movie is that Freddy only appears in your dreams, so she has to take him back into the real world, and you're like, oh, everything's over, and then she goes back into the real world, a car? but then it's a dream again. At the end, you're left <laughs> being like, what the heck is happening? Where are He's we in this? He's a car! Like, what? He's a car! For
0: those who don't know, like the, the, they get in this convertible... They're all together, like, oh, laughing. The mum's waving, yeah. like, hello. And the rooftop Bye. comes And away. then the roof kind of closes, and it's in his stripes, <laughs> yes, which is, is even better. Yeah, yeah like, the I roof is, that. like, in his stripes, almost as if it's, like, his jumper. Yeah. It folds over and locks, <laughs> and then they can't get out, and it just drives away. Yeah. And it's like, you never find I, find out what happens. I and don't know what they're it, going for. No, that's what I mean.
1: Like... Yeah. I don't... What what does that mean? Like, like what, are they wanting what, to they, like be like oh maybe it was all a dream or maybe it's reality or we're just gonna try blur the lines? But I feel like it's done very badly. Like it's just they could have done it in better ways. There's like, so yeah. many better ways could guess, have done it.
3: I
0: I would have I would have done it like you know how she's like weirdly kind of possessively yeah. waving at them. I would have had all the other parents in every other house wave at them as well. Like they're all waving. <laughs> like it's like he 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 is everyone kind of thing. Yeah um or something like that yeah um,
1: that's, that would have been better or even not like that she walks out the house and everyone's back maybe that everyone it was actually dead and you just have a see a sneak maybe sign they, that they maybe could have done any alive. other way then the car still there <laughs> right it's just
0: <laughs> i think alex it's would bring weird. up the possibility that it might have been the toy venture of it where
1: it's like oh we can sell that as yeah, a toy like the freddy, the car. freddy kruger
0: car Hot Wheels are gonna
1: come out with the exclusive. Yeah. That's got exists as well, man. <laughs> Fuck no, Totally.
0: Hell. Does. But um yeah, that was and then obviously, if that's not weird enough, the mum
1: gets like sucked through the window, ragdolls through yeah. the window. It's just the window. so sudden it's it always it's like, leaves I think what? it's just the second or third time I've seen this movie, but it always uh, it always leaves like this bad taste <laughs> in my mouth because it's just so instant and so suddenly like takes away yeah. the little bit it's of seriousness that we did have yeah yeah
0: and you're like okay that was unnecessary i've got all the way through this film you've just slapped me in the
2: face like this is madness yeah. Yeah. um especially the whole ending scene sets up the mum to be like the weird almost antagonist at the end Seem- seeming yeah. possessed and creepy but then she's the one who dies
3: yeah
0: <laughs> Myself- that's what, and then she I don't gets know,
2: what it's like a surprise to her that that happened i thought he
0: was her yeah yeah and then I thought it was going to cut to, like, other things of them also being, like, he's leaked into the real world in different yeah. ways. He's possessed, like, all the adults. Like, one thing I, I mentioned that I really liked about the original, the original series of Stranger Things mm. was that it really quite cleverly played on the trope that adults in Stranger Things are the incompetent yeah. ones. <laughs> where they don't believe the kids and... That's the frustration is that the kids are the only ones who see it and, all the, and also with the new It as well, like the first one where all the adults are kind of like the villain, like yeah. they're either really horrible or they're the creepy ones mm-hmm. um, or they're the ones that just don't believe. Like uh, uh, And it's obvious that it's something at the time they perhaps didn't necessarily realise because it's now like an exaggerated thing yeah. about 80s
2: horror. Which i think, I think this would really have benefited from it. This, it it seems like it, like it was setting it up right? throughout the whole movie because the main character that's what i mean the main character's so mom is constantly you know shutting the daughter down the ma- uh, barring
1: up her house like it's <laughs> barring up her house yeah maybe the dad that's...
2: doesn't listen to her at all the uh johnny depp's parents like ban them from talking nobody <laughs> like is listening phone. to it's, anybody
0: it's always here. like like uh, the parents are always like a huge trope in horror aren't they like they're they're, they they just make everything worse yeah they don't listen or they're they're like or they like or they're like they or like they they abuse the kids or something like that or they're like they're completely evil and it's just like it's always from the almost like the eye of the kids and maybe it's like Mm. a metaphor thing about how scary the real world is or something like that yeah from the artist i don't know I, i i don't want to see it that deep because in this movie, she, the mum just gets it's what I thought deep. was possessed, yeah. and then sucked through a window, like because Freddy pulls her through it, and she's the one who ends up dying. Like, and they drive away in the Freddy car. It's like, okay, right, I see that happened. And yeah, yeah it is. You yeah you described it right. It's the, it's the slap in the face. I like, I I'm not too sure what I've just watched. Okay, yep, yeah.
1: we'll ignore that. Yeah. Um
0: really really quite bizarre
1: but yep. there you go nightmare on Elm street
0: yeah what would you guys rate it about curiosity
1: well i i do have like a i i'm probably more than most i mean mike mentioned it with evil dead and everything i do have a i something in me just soft loves spot. the wackiness in a lot of these yeah i do have a soft spot I probably give it more um i'm probably more lenient to it than others would be but uh, especially in this i feel like it just has a really iconic concept iconic killer iconic like final girl the kills are great the practical effects i feel still rival a lot of what people do today and even though it is goofy and could be deeper and it's not a perfect fill in the slightest i'd probably <laughs> i'd probably give it maybe the same as i give blair witch maybe four out of five was, just I'm, just because i'm, of how I'm almost cool thinking
0: that because i gave blair witch <laughs> like a a four and i was teetering down to like a three and a half I feel like this sits at like a three hour half, but could be a four.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's really annoying.
0: Like, uh, obviously, we've picked quite influential, classic totally, films, right. yeah. Um, yeah, and they're not that good to be considered like five out of five, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, you know, I don't know what you guys think, but it's 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 weird. I they're still, I they're still very
1: popular. Yeah, I. I yeah, you're yeah. completely right. I really appreciate the two of them, and I know that they're both good movies. Is that enough? But, uh, yeah, <laughs> totally, yeah, well, they're
2: popular for a reason, right? The horrors, yeah, they go down course. different routes, though. That doesn't make them any less g- good, great. The, the, no, you're right. they the yeah, good it's... horror movies in different ways.
0: Yeah. Sure. And I think it's like often people who review films, like they either do appreciate those kind of things and take that into consideration or it's the complete reverse because I've seen people review like classic horror films and Alex has a thing for like 80s films where I think he appreciates it, but it still doesn't gel with him very well like for mm, example yeah. i'm like i love back to the future and ghostbusters because i appreciate so much like what how influential that was at the time there. and yeah like back to the future in my opinion is like a, a great story mm, like yeah. it's got its problems but it's like a it, it, it's a f- flawless kind of um example of like adventure and tension yeah. at, at points and the practicality of of how they did it all and um like the specific elements we pick out and go Like yeah, that was why it was great mm. but Alex is also kind of like I don't know what it is I don't know what it is man I don't, I think I don't we're going to get, well.
1: tr- get in trouble him I think for just choosing choos- choos- no, the I, episode I can I Alex see him, him editing in this now and he, he's just
0: like I'm not going to speak on his behalf but I know that these kind of films like he's a bit um and, and ah about them yeah. um, this is given the highest rating final drafts ever given
1: a film let's just while he's not here let's take the opportunity and Alex
0: <laughs> it's it, I'm taking it over it's, we're, giving it, we're giving
2: it five stars or a one-er we're going to be extremely controversial and you can't do anything about it I'll bring the presence of Alex in I think I'm more like him I, I do like the more serious ones more. I was thinking like a three for this oh, I, really? I, do, I yeah. do appreciate it but yeah, I don't know I I keep very in the minds of the characters so I'm thinking the whole time mm. like nobody's listening to this girl even her friends yeah. don't really like all she asks is to stay up to 12 o'clock for her sake none of them do it they all think she's crazy even when presented with clear evidence from like a
1: psychiatric is, ward that something's happening yeah. why is Johnny Depp falling asleep when he he's had the same dreams he knows what's he's going on he's just like he's like mate I, I don't give a fuck he's just bit of a long head Miss Noon America just, on TV or whatever it was yeah. well, he's he <laughs> a pretty face he's just like
0: oh will sort itself out I guess you know yeah. whatever yeah
2: eat, yeah. sleep stay pretty
0: Repeat, <laughs> repeat. We'd love to see it. But yeah, Ooh. I guess that's um that was our takes on on Nightmare on Elm Street and the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, um, some spooky films. Some spooky films. Spooky. Absolutely. But it comes to this time in the podcast where we obviously thank you if you've you've come all this way for it and you've listened to our our hot takes and funny business. <laughs> um, we appreciate you tuning in as always. Um, I will attempt our plugs to the best of my ability. <laughs> <laughs> um but of course guys please do your bit you know these guys are absolutely amazing at what they do we love listening in and what you guys do um and you know we're active listeners uh but please plug everything you can it, yes. um for
1: our for our listeners um yeah take yeah. it away well well, well we do a cable. podcast yeah we do a podcast <laughs> called podzilla which as micah uh explained before we just watch every godzilla movie or every kaiju movie that kind of can fit into this godzilla universe and <laughs> talk about each one we had adam and alex on uh recently to talk about the mysterians which yeah. would be an awesome jumping in wow. place coming of... from the it's a good there. standalone
2: <laughs> one to come yeah. into. you yeah. don't need to know too much else about any
1: of the other movies <laughs> <laughs> pretty goofy as well which was which was good but yeah podzilla you can find us on socials at podzilla pod um i know adam's been talking about his streaming on twitch a bit recently myself and micah have been dabbling a little bit in that area so you can find yeah, me yeah. at Siller on twitch micah at that micah guy that micah guy uh we also have along with the final draft discord we do have our
2: own discord the drake bros uh mm. i don't know y- you can find that somewhere on our social medias <laughs> we'll link it in the description guys so yeah you know, if you're yeah. if you're curious about
0: any of these things um, open up the episode in the description we'll, you'll, you know, you'll, we'll have all the links as as per usual absolutely thanks for having it us on thanks for having us it is it's always a, a pleasure plan. it is always a pleasure thank you so much for coming on and and talking during spooky season which is I think some of our favourite times of year yeah um, we'll have to invite you back to perhaps talk about the next holiday bit um, which of course <laughs> is Christmas oh sounds um, good yeah. we're definitely going to do a, a similar thing at Christmas where we we kind of focus the month on um, I guess Christmas movies, but ha- I think Alex is going to kill me for that because it's w- pretty certain he hates Christmas movies. Oh, he'll <laughs> love it. He'll um, love it. I'm, he's gonna he's gonna have to love it. I, I, there's so many Christmas movies I want to
1: talk about. I've really um, enjoyed you guys doing spooky season like this. I mean, it's, it's been great. awesome. I, Thank I, you. I, I mean, Twilight? Twilight. starting off on Twilight. Yeah, Twilight
2: is <laughs> the thing. <laughs> it was bad. It was good.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, go back and listen to uh, some of the ones that we've done, already done for Spooky Season. Um, we've got more double features and more episodes coming up recently. Um, Alex and I have a very busy busy schedule ahead of us in which we've kind of understood that it's quite a hot time for cinema at the moment in, in everything mm. coming back. You know, we have um, Last Night in Soho, which, of course, is by Edgar Wright, which we, we oh, can't wait to see. It's his yeah. first horror. Um, we can't wait to go and see that together. Um, We saw the last Halloween together, and it was a hilarious event, which I'm sure we've already spoke about, but um, that was absolutely hilarious. We actually were on board for that film at the beginning of it, and as it progressed, we thought it was the funniest thing we've ever watched. Um, So we'll definitely go revisit that one and and have a giggle. Um, Alongside, obviously, there's...
1: Alex's hype for Venom.
0: Exactly, yeah, he's going to drag me out to see Venom, um, which I'm as you can imagine, thrilled about. (laughs) Uh, But essentially, yeah, we've got a lot of things coming up for you guys. We're very excited to explore uh, the rest of Spooky Season and just celebrate it with you guys. Um, My birthday's at the end of the month and I'll be doing more stuff on Twitch. Um, We've got great Twitch communities going on at the minute. Um, So good. We're trying to, obviously, we love expanding and experimenting at this point in our lives with the different things that uh, we have available. So Twitch is something that is going to be more focused around gaming, which is another subject that is spoken about in the Patreon episodes. Um, so come join in. You know, there's yeah. a great community in the Discord that's being built between all of us here. Actually, um, yes. especially the Twitch space. Awesome. We we love tuning into each other's Twitches, and mm. Alex is certainly doing some uh, tests on Twitch at oh, the moment. I he's, some he's definitely playing Pokemon
1: the other day. That was that was good stuff.
0: I know it's fantastic. It's um, I know that Alex is. I think he's thinking about buying a, a Switch. So we're going to do some sort of content <laughs> together on
2: on Twitch. Um, well, actually, speaking of Twitch, uh, I think on the 31st, me and Jashu are planning to do a big 12-hour Halloween... Plug it. Why the, of, sp- the hell not? That's kind fantastic. ...kind of spooky horror <laughs> game <live> stream. He's <laughs> having a bunch of fun with friends. That's sick. Yeah.
1: We we're going to think... I mean, we've talked about you guys potentially, us teaming up to do something in that. We'd so love, so we'll see to, what we'd love to join. Story. We'll see what happens. It yeah. could be
2: a,
0: yeah, it could be a, a huge event um so yeah stick around for that keep keep an eye on our socials we are are on instagram at the final draft uh pod and alex usually has a list for this so bear with me but eventually essentially all our socials will be below in the description so instead of me embarrassing myself trying to remember them go and visit it you can get us through on twitter instagram facebook um you can also revisit all of our other episodes that we've done we're almost uh we're we're actually gaining quite a big catalogue now that people are revisiting and mm. talking about in the discord um which is where you can directly speak to us about certain uh, like episode discussion recommendations general chit chat about certain subjects so you can uh yeah get us all on discord come join the community and have a bit of a chat and also of course um five pound a month gets you into the patreon uh, the writers room in which you have an exclusive area on the discord to talk about all the goodies and, uh, it's a good place, guys. Discussions. Mm. It's I think actually... the
1: boys did like a, a little talk about OnlyFans the other day. Might might be final draft. Oh, of that Onlyfans. was fantastic! Yeah, yeah. the uh, the controversy <laughs> of OnlyFans. A bit of a
0: delve into. If you haven't already subscribed over at the Patreon, we do uncut, longer episodes, um, one a month, um, and we delve into many other subjects that we just don't have the time to cover on this show. Mm. Um, so we get really weird and wonderful, uncut, wonderful podcasts and shows that people have been um speaking about and praising which you know we are always very grateful for your support um and keeping the lights on but yeah do you guys have a patreon that you want to plug as well No, we
1: don't just final draft patreon guys it's good it's good stuff
0: Aww, yeah look at that i was there for You're a right. little bit thank you very
1: <laughs> saw a couple of glimpses <laughs> thank Seems like good
2: stuff <laughs>
0: thank you very so much but you also of course with patreon if you aren't very familiar with it or you know you haven't done it before um as soon as you subscribe, you get access to the whole back catalog. This yeah, is so we've got five, six episodes that are all like two hours in length. So uh, yeah, it, you have the whole back catalog and you know you don't pay per episode. It's that you pay for five pound a month and you have access to all of that. Um, but enough of the plug in. So Thank good. you very much <laughs> for joining us on this My been Solo been Venture. Bloody an hell.
1: Absolute pleasure. You did a good job, Adam. You did you a great job. Bless you. <laughs> at <laughs> least time for us to yeah. sleep i don't know if we can sleep the nightmare's over
2: it's, no, yeah know. you guys
0: need to get to bed and uh, stop watching horror movies and prevent yourself from <laughs> scaring yourself up too late but yeah thank you ever so much everyone uh join us next week and we'll see you all next time thank you guys for coming on cheers See you guys chin chin see you later